Welcome to The Change Lead, the podcast providing leaders with the insight needed to get things done in a rapidly changing and complex world. Subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode. Connect with our community of like-minded leaders on our website, thechangelead.com. Welcome to The Change Lead with your host, Babatope Ipiyumi. It was July 6, 1988, on the Piper Alpha oil rig in the North Sea. Disaster was about to strike. Nobody knew it at the time, but years, even decades later, what happened on this day, July 6, 1988, will go down in history. This day, July 6, 1988, gave us the term a burning platform. The events on the Piper Alpha oil rig on this fateful day taught the world the importance of establishing a sense of urgency. I first heard the term a burning platform in an all-staff meeting. The business leader was providing the quarterly strategy update when I heard the phrase a burning platform. A burning platform was used to describe the IT systems from my business area. The business leader's message was crystal clear. Get off that IT system now or risk the death of the business area. I later found out the true life story behind the burning platform. Wednesday, July 6, 1988, 120 miles northeast of Scotland, the Piper Alpha oil rig in the North Sea weighing 14,000 tons. It was one of the largest oil rigs in the world. It was also one of the most successful oil rigs. In a single day, the giant Piper Alpha produced more oil than any other oil rig in the world. Jeff Mullins was the chief control room operator on the evening of July 6, 1988. It was 9.45 p.m when an alarm goes off. There was a problem with the oil rig's condensate pump. A decision was made to bring the alternate condensate pump out of maintenance and back online. Unknown at the time was the condensate pump being brought online had a fatal flaw. At 9.55 p.m., disaster strikes. A spark ignites the escaping gas. An explosion causes a massive fire on the rig. The plane shot 300 feet into the air and could be seen from 62 miles away. Confronted by extreme flames, most crew members on the rig are either dead or severely injured. The surviving workers lock themselves in a room on the oil rig, hoping that the emergency systems will keep them safe. At 11.50 p.m., the giant Piper Alpha is about to collapse. Gradually, Piper Alpha begins to slide into the sea. The original plan to follow the official safety protocols is not going to work. They need to change. On that fateful day in July 1988, three men make their way to the edge of the platform and look down to the sea. They have two uncomfortable options. Stay on the platform and hope for the best. Jump into the ocean and possibly die from hypothermia. Two of the three men chose to jump. They were severely injured. They only survived because of the seaside rescue operation. 
the man who stays on the burning platform does not survive. Let's think about this for a moment. How does anyone in a split second decide to jump 150 feet into the ocean? The answer, a clear sense of urgency brought about by a burning platform. The decision that is totally ridiculous under normal conditions becomes the only viable option. Many leaders use the analogy of a burning platform to dispel complacency, generate momentum and establish a sense of urgency. In 2011, recently appointed Nokia CEO Stephen Ellop used the burning platform analogy to create a sense of urgency. The burning platform communication from Stephen is considered one of the most interesting CEO communications by technology commentators. Stephen Ellop said, We too are standing on a burning platform and we must decide how we're going to change our behavior. Over the past few years, I've shared with you what I've heard from our shareholders operators, developers, suppliers, and from you. Today, I'm going to share what I've learned and what I have come to believe. I have learned that we're standing on a burning platform and we have more than one explosion. We have multiple points of scorching heat that are fueling a blazing fire around us. This type of communication has been replicated many times by business leaders attempting radical change. Business leaders know all too well the importance of establishing a sense of urgency. Time and again, we hear ambitious statements from business leaders demanding urgent action. Hold on, hold on. Now you may ask, if the Nokia CEO knew in 2011 that radical change was needed, why did the company fail to change in response to Apple and Google? Why didn't the burning platform analogy do the trick? If you're asking yourself this, then you're asking the right question. Think of all the ambitious statements you've heard from business leaders demanding urgent action from their people. Have they all been successful? Has every leader following a burning platform strategy been successful? The answer is no. On its own, the burning platform is not sufficient to establish a sense of urgency. On its own, a burning platform strategy will not motivate people to make the difficult choices that need to be made. To understand what it really takes to succeed, let's go back to Piper Alpha. One of the survivors of the 1988 Piper Alpha disaster who jumped in the ocean was interviewed and explained what was going on in his mind. His description of his thoughts reveals a paradox. Over and over, he explains that he was terrified and did not want to jump. At the time, he saw no rescue boats in the ocean. When he looked down, all he could see were flames rising from the sea. He was totally engulfed in fear. So, why did he jump? In the words of the survivor, he chose probable death over inevitable death. My take on this is that he was so committed to life, he was able to make a near impossible decision within moments, choosing probable death over inevitable death. The burning platform, the disaster on Piper Alpha, created the environment the external drivers for action. Ultimately, 
it was the internal drive, the internal motivation that compelled the survivor in an instant to choose probable death over inevitable death. Successful change leaders are just like our survivor. When you speak to them, they make it very clear they didn't like the change they had to lead. They tell you they felt very apprehensive, scared even. They explain how uncomfortable they were with the change they had to lead. When you ask successful change leaders, why did you make the tough calls? Or how are you able to lead your team through this change? What you hear is some variation of, I chose probable failure over inevitable failure. It takes internal motivation for individuals, teams, and organizations to take decisive actions in the face of complex challenges. As Sheldon P. Cobb said, all of the truly important battles are waged within the self. Establishing a sense of urgency and successfully leading change starts from within. The toughest battle you ever fight in your life is the battle within yourself. The successful change leader needs to win this internal battle before they step into the arena of change.